Welcome to the Spark Revolution podcast, featuring the Phoenix Spark innovation team from Travis Air Force Base, California. Spark is Travis Air Force Base's innovation cell created in 2016 by a group of airmen who are tired of accepting the status quo. This podcast is a collaborative discussion on disruptive innovation with you, the airmen, who are hungry to solve problems at the lowest level. Join the revolution. All right, I'd like to start off this episode by welcoming um, Max and a new Chris. We'll, we'll go with uh, Chris W. Uh, or radio. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <clears throat> and so these are our two new team members here to the Spark Lab at uh, Travis. Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, Max. Where, where are you coming from? What led you to Spark? Um, you have a little bit of a background with us, don't you? Uh, yeah. Hi. How's it going? Um, I'm Max or Maximilian, whichever one. Um, originally, I'm coming from Fuel Shop in 60th uh, MXS, and my backgrounds are sort of more in the robotics field, um, but trying to adapt that to 3D printing. Um, that's that's what I'm doing here, I guess. 3D printed robots. They're that, coming. That would be that'd be fun. That's right? it. All right, cool. Thanks, Max. And then, uh, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, Chris Wilson, uh, born and raised in Badgers, Louisiana. I went to LSU. I used to be on the B-1. I was a Wizzo. And then I transferred over to become a pilot. And so I'm fairly new to the C-17. So I'm uh, just new to base. Uh, what drove me to Phoenix was, honestly, uh, it's kind of funny, but it was it was at SOS. They were asking for new papers and innovation ideas and thoughts of what, how can we change the Air Force at a, at a common level and things that we see at, at the um, 03 level to change things. And so that's basically my idea was to create an app that would smooth out the in-processing process, if you will, uh, getting on a base because everybody's been to that new base where they they try to find their way around with a base map or they don't exactly know the hours and you're trying to find the building number and obscured by a a tree branch from the Mesozoa era. So uh, my thought was, hey, let's integrate all of that into one consistent app where you see all the hours, you see the locations, et cetera, and let's build that into an aspect platform that everyone can utilize. And so um, when leadership back home, heard about my idea and heard how innovative it was on the concept. They were like, hey, Phoenix Spark is a great place for you to go with that. And Chris, uh, here's the other Chris. Welcome to the team. Uh, we don't just want to innovate in the spheres of you know data and digital environments, virtual reality, and 3D printing. Those are the obvious innovations. We also want to innovate on things that you just hit on. And if any squadron commanders out there are listening if you want to talk about an innovative idea, uh, perhaps how to innovate mission command and how we do business in the Air Force, or innovate the way TACC does business, or innovate the way we operate out in the global environment, then please, please uh, approach us, and uh, we'd love to have you on and go to you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Chris, and Chris, and Max, a thousand, right. uh, Maximilian. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call you now. No. Um, so, Maximilian, uh, Coming to us from the uh, fuels, and uh, then we yes. got another pilot over here, which means that massage chairs are on the way soon. So we're really absolutely happy. leather interior. Everything. Yeah, we're yeah. really happy about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of innovation and these innovative ideas, um, you wanted to create an app that was something that uh, we actually hear a lot about over here on Travis. Is uh, multiple people coming here saying, "Hey, I want to I want to build this app. I want to go and uh, make this better," um, but I don't know how. I don't know anything about programming. Um, and so we had uh, an airman come in here uh, out of FTAC, um, uh, Airman Adley. 
And she had that exact same sentiment. She says, you know, I know nothing about programming, but I really want to know about it. And so that's going to lead us into our innovator of the week right now. Airman Adderley, uh, we actually met her at a first-term Airman Center uh, brief, and they were coming over doing a tour of the Phoenix Spark Lab, which they often do um, every bi-monthly, every two weeks. And they'll come over here, and we're able to talk to them about what it is that we do. And we want to make them owners in this Air Force. And we do that right off the bat, right as they're coming in here. And so Airman Adelie started coming in. Um, she knew nothing about programming. And through about two months now, she's actually learned quite a bit. Uh, she's actually put up her own website, um, surprisingly. Yeah, cool. And she's learning Python on her own. So she is that's like, awesome. yeah, she's going to be, uh, we're all going to be working for her one day. So uh, that'll be great. So Airman Adelie, if there's a... Uh, more people like you, the Air Force is in great hands. Um, and so Spark has actually done our part with creating more Airman Adelies. Um, And so we decided to put on a Spark boot camp. So this boot camp sounds awesome, uh, Brian. What is it? What did you guys do? So it was actually, uh, we came out with the idea of doing two days of 3D printing, so additive manufacturing um, is is the smart way to say it, I guess. Um, but we were teaching airmen how to go and take an idea, model it on the computer, and then take that model to the actual 3D printer and print out something that they can bring back to their commander, to their supervisor, um, a, a token of thank you, if you will, for saying thanks for letting me go and and attend this boot camp. Um, the next two days, we, we actually went through and taught Python programming. Um, and we started off uh, from very basic, such as variables, arithmetic, uh, and, and went up into some pretty complex functions and ended with, um, the, the goal was to end with a web scraper. Uh, so we were actually teaching a little bit of ethical hacking at that point and wow, how to cool. go and uh, uh, bring in some, some data from the web and, and use something meaningful. Yeah. We used Hacker News for that project. So um, very, very cool boot camp. It was an awesome week and we had a great response from it. Did you have to have like a, a lot of experience or anything like that before this boot camp, or was it pretty much that you could come in with zero experience and you can learn from the ground up? Actually, we preferred zero experience for this one. Um, so what was what was interesting is that we had a lot of airmen come in that said that like I was only focused on 3D printing. Like that's all I wanted to come in for, or all I wanted to come in for was to go and learn programming. And then they actually getting exposed to the other portfolio um, became more interested in that. So the guys that came in just for programming um, actually became super involved with the 3D printing portion and wanted to go and 3D print stuff and then vice versa. So at the peak of our boot camp, we had a total of nine airmen and I have a couple of airmen with me right now. Um, We have uh, Evan and Joey. Uh, Joey, can you go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about where you're from and what drove you to come over here? Yeah. Um, I'm from the CRW uh, here on Travis, uh, specifically the CRSS, and uh, I've always been interested in uh, technology and gadgets and things like that, and um, as part of the CRW, I was tasked to um, to learn about 3D printing and whether or not it was feasible to be used in our mission set. Cool. And um, basically... From that, uh, I developed a kind of a genuine, genuine interest in it, and um, and recently I got my own 3D printer, and so I've been messing around with that and learning it, and I heard about this uh, event, and I thought this would be an awesome opportunity to uh, 
to expand those uh, skills and learn some stuff. So thanks, Joey. We have you out here from the contingency response wing, and you guys have actually had some uh, success come out of there in the additive and subtractive manufacturing kind of field or that portfolio. So mm -hmm. um, with 3D printing, uh, Airman Tim was actually just out at Spark Tank um, pitching uh, his his innovation. Um, and Airman Tim is a uh, Spark alumni that's been coming here for a while. Um, did he motivate you at all to come out here and, and try and learn some of these skills your, yourself or? Uh... Yeah, um, I, I think uh, I heard about their project and I, I got a little jealous because I thought, man, I could have done that or I would, <laughs> I would have been, it would have been cool to be a part of that. Um, so there's a little bit of a squadron rivalry, I think, because uh, he's from another squadron in the CRW. Okay. Um, and then our commander has been um, interested in in uh, innovation, and uh, since I already had uh, a little bit of experience and knowledge, um, I've also been pushing for uh, acquiring a 3D printer for the squadron. So that was another thing. So I've kind of put together uh, a team of people that are hobbyists and interested in 3D printing. And uh, when I heard about this, I was like, oh yeah, that that'd be uh, perfect for for us to to kind of learn more and then um, take that back to the squadron. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's interesting what you said that, uh, about the rivalry that kind of goes on in between the different parts of the squadron. So, um, we had the uh, pleasure of listening to Jeff DeGraff when we were down at the airlift tanker association and in his book, the innovation code, he actually talks about, um, different motivating factors for why people go and innovate. You know, we talk about the different colors and so as a blue, uh, and, and his example, not mine, but he says, why in the heck would anybody want to go and run a marathon? Like at the end of that, and they go and brag about it, but it's because of the competitive nature that we have. So I think that what you're saying is that you're identifying a little bit more with that blue, uh, mm -hmm. that, that competitiveness that yeah. drives us to keep pushing forward. Um, so, so Joey, we're, we're joined here by uh, Evan. Yep. And Evan... Evan's not actually active duty right now. Evan, can you can you go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, uh, how you found out about this Spark Boot Camp? And um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, so it was like after school, my dad got home. And I think you gave him a call. Oh, yeah, you gave him a call. And he said that you were doing this boot camp. And I'm like, oh, okay. But honestly, I never thought that it would be 3D printing and programming. I thought it was just programming. But uh, yeah, this is really interesting. I really like to... I'm really grateful that you took me in. Yeah, cool. So, Evan, you're in high school right now, right? Yep. All right. What grade are you in? I'm a junior. Okay. And um, so so your dad came home, uh, told you that, hey, um, the installation is going to be putting on this uh, maker boot camp where they're going to be teaching 3D printing, programming. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, was it like, ah, oh, man, I got to go back to I got to leave school to go to school or talk to us about that. So when I first heard about it, I'm like, no, I'm in. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no taking me out of it. But then I thought I got to do like a week's work of schoolwork. So I didn't, well, I still wanted to go, but I just, you know, I had to take the risk of, you know, doing the schoolwork. Yeah. So you have to make up the school that you're actually missing, right? To come mm -hmm. and do this school. Um, so uh, leaders, listen up, look at what the future is coming to do right now. So uh, we're getting a high school student who knows that, the homework is piling up back at school right now so that they can come and learn about innovation. So the buzzword's innovation right now, but there's a reason why that buzzword is innovation. And it's because it's where we're pointed to. It's where our future leaders 
are leaning towards and what they're interested in. And so Evan is a prime example of that. So don't think that Evan is a one-off. Like this is your young airman too. These are what your young airmen want to go and do. So leaders make time for them to come out and enjoy these things. And hopefully the next, uh, the second, third, fourth iterations of our Spark Bootcamp turns from nine to 19 to 29 to 99 people in here. And uh, we got 99 airmen, but innovation is not one of our problems. That was really corny. We'll break that out. I like it. All right. So, um, is there is there any other questions that you guys wanted to be asked, or uh, anything any anything more that you want to? Uh... Um, yeah, I guess only thing that I mean, I was thinking about if I had this kind of opportunity as an airman or this type of um, yeah uh, platform or a community, uh, I would I would have loved to have that. You know, um, just a, a place that was open. That you know you can come and, and have a, an inkling of an idea and work on it with a group of like-minded people, uh, and and potentially bring it back to the squadron. Um, I think that would have been awesome, awesome to have. And and I and I think that's what I'm going to bring back to my squadron is to encourage uh, people from all ranks, really, because um, it doesn't necessarily have to be only airmen or you know. There, there is no yeah airman big A airman yeah, right there's no rank structure for innovation um, or rank limitation so uh, yeah that'll be my my big thing and I've already kind of been uh, getting on my soapbox with people to try to push for that innovative mindset too in the squadron but it's one of those things where there's there is sometimes a barrier of the old mindset of well this is how we've always done it mm-hmm. versus you know innovation is is happening all around us and we have to somehow capture that and a lot of times it feels like the air force is catching up instead of leading the charge so i think this is one of those uh, possibilities or that platforms of of being at the leading edge of of innovation yeah and so we often talk about on the uh, spark revolution the uh not the frozen middle but the unconvinced middle Mm. um that you have some leaders that have been around for a while and have gotten their heels kind of dug into the into the sand on, I don't want to budge on this process because I'm comfortable and I know that it works. And so uh, over here at Phoenix Park, we're really trying to disrupt the status quo and we're building our cadre uh, that are coming to help us with that disruption and bring it back to the units, bring it back to the squadron and bring it back to what matters the most, which is the airmen and, and how we get after defending American freedom. And so we, we roll this all back around to, we're not just teaching skills that are good for your civilian life or the next career field, um, or even to go and make little trinkets as you go back to work uh, or, or awards. Um, really what we're doing is we're, we are expanding the warfighter's capability at a lean pace. Um, so we're doing it at the speed of which your brain can think. And so by exposing more and more airmen to these, these innovative um, tool sets and putting them around like-minded individuals, letting them rap about, hey, this sucks. What can we do about this? And that's where we're going to find the most creative ideas and, and we're going to be able to get after, get after uh, uh, providing American freedom for less money to the taxpayer and it's going to be less taxing on our airmen as well. All right, so um, I'd just like to thank you guys both for coming to our inaugural uh, boot camp.
Um, we really appreciate you taking the time, Evan. I know that you have a lot of homework. Um, can't say that we can help you. <laughs> can't say that we can help you out with that on the tail end. Uh, maybe we can uh, create a Python program that'll go and take care of it all of it for you. Just, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> just make sure that your teachers aren't listening to this. All right. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is Brian from Phoenix Spark, and I'm coming to you from our inaugural Spark Bootcamp, where we taught everything from 3D printing to Python programming. And with me here, I have uh, one of the Med Group senior leaders, um, Airman Sherry. And so, Airman Sherry, what do you? Uh, uh, how did you find out about this Spark Bootcamp? Um, well, I actually was on the homepage of the 60th. Air Mobility Wings homepage, and I saw the little ad for it. And then, so you pay attention to those things? I do. All right. Yes. And then it said, send an email to this person. So I sent an email because I was interested and uh, got a response, and here I am. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so, Airman Sherry, you, uh, you work over in the med group, but where specifically do you work at? So I am um, actually the superintendent of the pharmacy. Um, there okay. at the David Grant Hospital. So yes. you're so you're a highly paid drug dealer. Yes. Sir. All right. We cool. So that. so how do we uh, uh, how do you guys find ways to innovate over? So we'll start broad and kind of go back in. So if you want to work out from the med group and then come into the pharmacy or what you guys are doing specifically, talk to us about some innovation uh, efforts that are occurring over in the medical world. Mm, well, as a whole in the medical world, we got a lot of different things going on because as you know we have residents right since we're a training hospital um so as a whole innovatively well we just got a new system called mhs genesis so that yes that is dod wide so we're working on um with that new platform so sherry i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you there for just one second Mm so is mhs genesis so if i understand correctly there was a different system that was severely antiquated right Most like definitely. it's how is so so airman sherry how long have you been in the air force for so i've been in the air force for 22 years mm-hmm. and in the medical world that entire time no sir i well i was prior security forces so i did security forces for the first five years of my enlistment ah, and then I crossed, oh, yes life. Um, <laughs> and then I cross trained into the medical world to pharmacy. Okay. Yes, and so the, the pri the previous system that you guys were using before MHS Genesis, had that been there the entire time? So we're looking at like what, 15 years, yes, 16 I think years? they've had, um, the CHGS, the new mm-hmm. system, uh, since 1985, 80s. Yes. Sir. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was time to go away then. It, most right. Definitely. So, yes. um, just, just your opinion, right? So, uh, was that in, innovative purchase or were we playing catch up to the rest of the world? We were playing catch up to the okay. rest of the world. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, so in terms of, uh, innovation, like mm-hmm. things that, um, we're trying to overstep what they're doing in the civilian side of the house mm-hmm. or, um, to bring further capabilities to our warfighters and our airmen, um, because the medical group, you guys are unique, right? So we have a couple of different mission sets over, provided from the medical world. So um, you kind of have your internal customers, right? Which are other airmen. Like you take care of airmen. Yes, sir. Um, And then you have your external customers who are uh, everybody from retirees to dependents to family members. Yes, sir. To the local community. Most definitely, yes. And then also in that external customer set, you also have um, everybody that you encounter in the entire world from providing humanitarian efforts in Honduras to uh, hurricane relief in Florida. So you guys have several, many, many different customers. So what kind of innovations do do you guys have or proof of concept of like, we've innovated in this way to go and enhance our mission capabilities to provide better services to all of these people as a whole, to the entire community? 
Is there one that comes off the top of your head? She's, she's shaking her head no right now. Okay. Um, so my, my point is that um, the medical world, it's not that we don't want to be innovative over there in the medical group, because we do, because we have taken a senior leader out of the medical world, and, and you've been able to come over here and, and spend time with us. And so you have to think of everything that Airman Cherry's put on the back side mm-hmm. of the house to, yes. to come over here and join us for a week. Uh, was it worth it? Oh, most definitely. It was definitely worth it. And while I was shaking my head, no, I couldn't think of anything. Um, I know that we have airmen and like like myself that can envision things that we can use this stuff for, Absolutely. right? Uh, for example, like the pharmacy uh, right now, when we say that we're in a quite like we far behind where we're doing catch up, right? They already have apps for their patients out there that they can do refills just in my own lane, right? Yeah. So I know that is something that we were trying to get on board with, right? Uh, we got a couple hiccups, but those are the, like my mind is blown about how much things that we can use this innovation for in the hospital. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah so, so especially on the uh, uh, ones and zero side of the house, right? Yes. So, and, and what I mean by that is um, different programs because yeah. the medical group is highly guarded because you guys also have to deal with um, uh, privacy PII. information, yes, PII, mm-hmm. um, there's HIPAA, mm-hmm. there's third party all... collections, yeah, yeah, collecting yeah, money, lot... things like that, right? Yeah, a lot so of privacy things. So, rightfully so, yes, no, nobody wants their medical information, you know, so to speak, we don't want our dirty laundry taken through the streets, right? Yes, sir. So, we need to make sure that we're protecting that information. Um, so, so, that's not unique in the military, that's kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was one place that you could see innovation being applied to the most, I mean, obviously you're from the pharmacy, mm-hmm. uh, but you've spent time in here. We've talked about everything from artificial intelligence and machine learning and and what we can do with a language like Python, yes, sir. which is which has a very low barrier to entry, right? Like oh, yeah. You, so that was, I guess, the most impressive thing. So like I've been in Air Force 22 years. I'm a little on the older end. And you would think that this course would just be so over the top of my head since I don't do that. But man, that's the one thing I want to thank them for. Like it was really down to the lowest level, like to my level, like I really can take this information back. And I'm really excited to keep on learning on my own because it was so Easy to learn with, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And 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 she's not lying, guys. No, like I'm not. we we would come back here, and uh, Aaron Cherry was was blowing some other people out of the water with how your mind worked programmatically. Um, so so we really appreciate the effort that you put in and the time that you're able to come and dedicate to being out here. Um, but with that pro with that Python language, so yes, you're sir. able to learn um, a pretty simple language, right? So yes, we, we, we went over kind of thinking of uh, uh, thinking programmatically is more difficult than actually learning the language. Yes, sir. Um, but now that you've, uh, so we'll stick to the uh, software development side of the house and yes, say, with those skills, where would you like to see programmatically innovations occur into the medical world? Like if you could pick one thing right now and say, man, if only somebody could get after that. Well, I would say for so to encompass us all. So something that each section of the hospital touches is the third party collection form, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can somehow Can you can you briefly just describe what the third party collection so form is? So the third party collection form is a form that you have to every individual has to fill out. Um whether your active duty still has to fill out and sign it every single year, active duty, dependent, retiree, and it basically captures your name um and if you have any other health insurance, right? 
The thing is, it's so tedious because you have to fill it out every single year. And for the most part, uh, dependents and active duty are saying no, right? So that form is filled out in I know it might sound crazy, but every single section. So if you're seen at the provider, you have to fill it out. If you're seen at the pharmacy, you have to fill it out. If you're seen at the lab. And so that is time consuming. So I can see us making just one program, right, with Mm -hmm. with what I was taught in this course and where you're able to fill it out just that one time, maybe even from your smartphone, right, Yeah. and then just hit send and then every single year annually, you're able just to hit send versus right now we're filling out manually on paper at all those different sections. Holy smokes. Once so, a year, right? So our listeners were probably listening to this and saying like, that's not innovative. That's playing catch up to the rest of the world. Like that's adaptive, <laughs> not innovative, um, as Chief Wright would say. Uh, but but it really is because, of course, we need to protect our information. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to make sure that as somebody is filling out that paperwork, mm-hmm. um, that one, that we can go and pull that record, which, mm-hmm. of course, we can do on a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, two, we can recall it as we need to, which we can do on a computer, mm-hmm. right? And so, which, uh, we're, which we're not doing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of the barriers of entry is that whenever we are uh, over in our, in our individual sections and we're thinking, man, this is so easy. Why can't somebody come up with this? But mm-hmm. then we think it's going to take forever to go and find somebody, one, to code it, to make mm-hmm. the program, for me to go and, and explain to them, uh, all, to all my leadership, why I think that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And then we got to go and find the funds to go and make something like that happen when we can go and do proof of concept and kind of small scale things locally, uh, which is really what this class was trying to get after, mm-hmm. right? It was trying to expose airmen and get them in the same mindset as as you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you go back to the medical world, mm-hmm. so you, you are a senior leader over okay. there. So as you go back over there, what's the message that you're going to take back after coming to this class? So I guess the, for me, um, I know that my airmen already have so many things in their head that they are can just take to that next level for us. And I... Um, Personally, I because I've sent them over here a couple of times, right? But you, sometimes you just have to actually be into it, diving mm-hmm. into it. So uh, my message is uh, just give me two seconds. Come sit down with me. Let me show you something that somebody old learned. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? And then show them how it really, hello, Sherry, right? You taught yeah, us that, yeah. right? Show them how, look, how that translated. And if you go to this course or if you go to the Phoenix Park Room once a week, you can build onto so much, so much bigger. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I see them getting frustrated on, they try to explain something to us old heads, right? Mm-hmm. And we just don't get it. Oh, we can make this better every single day. And I'm like, yes, we can. So yeah. now they can see, oh, yes, they you really can. And while I might not can help them, the Phoenix Spark team can help them, right? Yeah, yeah yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and so and and the Phoenix and the Phoenix Spark team grows mm-hmm. uh, with this cot this cadre that yes, we're building, yes, right? So yes. you're a part of that cadre now. Yes. Um, you're you're a disciple of Spark, mm-hmm. and we're looking for you to go and evangelize oh, yes. uh, the Most disruptive mission I out will. into your area. Yeah, awesome. Excited well, to do thank it. Thank you, too. Airman Sherry. We really appreciate you coming out here. Um, yes. We know it wasn't easy for you to go and find the the time to come yes. and and learn this stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it really warms my heart to see that our senior leadership is so engaged in the innovative efforts Mm -hmm. that we're able to go and capture somebody, show them these skills, and we know that you have a a loud uh, microphone and you can go out there and reach the masses over there in the med group, reach that younger generation and say, hey, look, you have my support. I've gone out (laughs) there and I've done it. Yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir.
So I'm joined here by Airman Sherry, a senior leader over in the medical group. Airman Sherry, tell me a little bit about where you work at and what you do over in the medical world. Well, I work currently am the pharmacy superintendent. So I work at the pharmacy over in David Grant Medical Center here on Travis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long have you uh, how long have you been in the Air Force and how long have you been here? So I've been in the Air Force for 22 years and I've been here at Travis for just hit three year mark. Awesome. Well, thanks for your service, man. Yes, we really sir. appreciate Thank it. You yeah. 22 years. Here. That's no yes. small feat. No, sir. Um, so we're going to take it back uh, 22 years for this conversation okay. of a, a very uh, a, a younger Airman Sherry, mm-hmm. because you, you don't look like you're like five years in the Air Force right now. But um, what we want to do is go 22 years back yes. and talk about something called Beast Week. Yes, right? sir. The dreaded Beast Week. Yes, sir. Talk to us about what that is. Uh, so when I went through Beast Week was, it was more of uh, hands-on. So it was after we finished our basic training, right? And so it was more of a hands-on course of what we would be like as war fighters during that time. Mm-hmm. So we would be crawling through the mud. We would be building DFPs. And that's what we were doing at that time, in that era, yeah. right, um, as part of the fighting the war. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, 22 years ago, so Mm -hmm. we're now in 2019. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at like the late nineties right there. Right. So Mm -hmm. whenever you went through there, um, and then that eventually migrated into warrior week, Mm -hmm. uh, which was about the same thing, right? So it's the same type type of thing where, um, during that last week of, of BMT basic military training, uh, you go out to a field type environment. Yes, sir. It now is this specific based on what AFSC, and when I'm, when I'm talking about AFSC for our listeners, uh, I'm talking about what job you do. So uh, based on whether you're... Um, whether you were pharmacy tech, whether you were yeah. defender security forces or not. Mm-hmm. So no, sir, there was all AFSCs, all jobs combined mm-hmm. in this particular Beast Week. Okay. So, so that's interesting because we just took a week here and uh, put on a Spark Bootcamp where yes, we sir. taught everything from Python programming to 3D printing. Yes, sir. And so uh, can you just tell me about your experience with that uh, week-long bootcamp? What, what are your thoughts on that? So my thoughts on that was, well, first of all, the course was just mind-blowing. So like I said, I've been in 22 years, so I'm a little bit older, a lot older than the airmen that are coming in now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the information that I learned in this course would be so valuable to our younger airmen. But key thing was that it was so um, diluted that an older airman like me can use the information. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So the course was just um, phenomenal. Something that I would have loved to learn when I was an airman, if it would have equated to at that time. Does that yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. So so you and I were talking offline, mm-hmm. and we started talking about um, if only we knew what we knew back then. That's yes. that's like the famous last words of everybody, right? Like, if only I knew my relationship, yes. uh, the, the tips and secrets uh, after being married for 13 years, mm-hmm. if I knew now what I knew at year two, um, boy, would life have been a lot smoother, yeah, right? Most so definitely, yes. Yeah, so um, now when we're thinking of the Spark Bootcamp that we just put on mm-hmm. and um, Python programming and how to go, uh, we even um, went through a couple different scenarios where we could try and make life easier for our airmen. Yes. Um, a lot of airmen do administrative-type duties, right? Yes. Like, um, so things that are replicable, and we know now – having a little bit of knowledge on uh, machine learning, artificial yes. intelligence, yes, and sir. what we can do with Python, that if if we can look at a human being doing something, 
and they're doing it in a rote manner, meaning, meaning that it's the same thing. Every, every you know, I'm time. grabbing a file, mm -hmm. I'm putting this information over here, and I'm pushing this over to that area. Mm -hmm. That we can actually teach a machine to do that, and we can have a computer take care of those tasks for us. Right. Now, you just learned that now after 22 years. Yes. Um, now, what if we would have given that to you back at year one of yes, being sir. into the Air Force? Yes, sir. What do you think that would have done for you? I would have been so much more powerful. And that's what we're, like you said, we were talking about on the side. So um, where Beast Week worked for me 22 years ago, mm -hmm. Spark Week, the solid week that we've uh, learned this week, will work for our airmen now, right? Yeah. So if we can just get our airmen into a one-week learning lab, they will be so much powerful when they go back into their work centers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying more is um, basically do your one week of basic military training, BMT, and then one week of the SPARK training. And then when you go into your work center, guess what? You already have that innovative mindset going into your 22-year career, right? Yeah. So that means for 22 years, you are building um, – codes, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You are building from Python and all those things that you taught us this week, and we'll be so much more uh, powerful. Yeah, well, you're, you're more armed. Your toolkit mm -hmm. has expanded right, right from the get-go, right. right? So you're not starting off from uh, square zero. Mm -hmm. uh, so the current construct is that we go to uh, the field, Mm -hmm. We get our rubber guns. We go and identify UXOs out in the ground. Mm -hmm. And so this doesn't change regardless of whether you are um, a contracting airman, right? whether you are a pharmacy tech airman, whether you work at the dining facility, whether you work in the CSS and you're completely admin. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we put a lot of emphasis on these airmen to go and be warrior airmen, which mm -hmm. is what we, which is what we want. Mm -hmm. that, that's ingrained in our heritage. Right. And, and we need to ensure that we are giving everybody that warrior ethos mm -hmm. and the warrior mindset. So, um, but are we arming them efficiently to go into their workplace at the end of a tech school and we're teaching them how to go and do their job, but the way that their job has been done for X amount of years, mm -hmm. right? So, we're not asking them to go and be innovative up there from the front end. We're right. asking them to go and learn the same way that it's been done for years and years and years that we know works. So instead of sending airmen out there into the field and having every airman um, do warrior type things, right? Wouldn't it be more efficient and effective to go in there and, and show them now, now instead of a train, a dog just walked through the, uh, uh, so here at the, uh, you can pet him. Yeah, so they bring their dogs over here on Fridays. Oh, okay. Yep, so it's a flying squadron thing. Yes. Yep. So it's a morale booster. Don't feed him chocolate. <laughs> um, so instead of sending our airmen out to Beast Week, what you're saying or what you're proposing is that if we were to go and make them um, programming beasts. Yes. Or 3D printing cyber beasts, beasts, cyber yes. beasts, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't just help our cyber community. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously there's airmen that are more well-suited for that mm -hmm. and they're going to go in, they're going to learn essentials of programming and computer science through their tech school. Right. And that's great. Mm -hmm. But what we're not doing is that entrepreneurial mindset or that innovative mindset and arming airmen with tools and techniques to go into their AFSC right. with fresh eyes mm -hmm. and see things different, ask the right questions and, and so, 
Uh, Airman Sherry, tell me about the benefits of what that would do for a young airman. So you've been in for 22 years. Like if the construct changed and we could wave our magic fiscal wand and make that happen over in BMT, mm-hmm. what would be the benefit of getting that airman showing up tomorrow into your section? Well, for one thing, that when normally when an airman come to a new section, what we teach them, what we already know, right? Mm-hmm. So they would come in and with that mindset of, okay, well, we can do this a little bit better, right? And once they got a yeah. someone who tried to stifle them, they would know like, well, I went to a Phoenix Park class or a course who can help me teach this or learn this or make this better, right? Yeah. Versus being stifled from jump, right? They would yeah. be... They would come in with that innovative mindset, and then they wouldn't stop at someone telling them no, which, which we kind of have now yeah, in our sure. system. Yeah, sir. Well, and, and some things we just don't even know to go and look after. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. Right. So as we continue to fill out papers and, and do things on, on paper, as we continue to take in information digitally mm-hmm. and then turn it back into a paper record because that's what we're used to doing right. or vice versa of putting something on paper and then having somebody go hand jam that into that a computer, mm-hmm. what a waste of time. Yes. I mean, even even for our uh, CPI guys out there, I mean, you got to see that that is a huge waste of time. time and, waste that, time. Yes. and that can't be fixed by simply going and throwing stickies up on a wall, which, again, uses more paper. Mm-hmm. Instead, what we have to do is get after the innovative side of the house and say, how do we go and fix that? And you do that by arming airmen with techniques, tools and techniques to where they can reach back into the back of their brain and say, hey, you know what? Like coding actually isn't that difficult. Correct. You know, I could go and write a simple program that could get after that or code an app where somebody could take care of that paperwork from my phone and push it to a network securely. I could do that. Yeah. And our airmen, they really, really want to learn that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So uh, what Airman Sherry and I are proposing uh, for anybody listening out there in the ATC world is... Uh, let's make some cyber beasts. Let's have cyber beast week. Cyber beast week. Entrepreneurial yes, beast week. We'll yes. have uh, Elon Musk come out and graduate everybody from basic training at Wouldn't the end of it. Wouldn't that be awesome, really? Throw the them a 3D printed coin yes. at the end of their yes, graduation. Yes. All right. So uh, we uh, thank uh, Airman Cherry for coming out here thank and talking you for to us. Thank me, for sure. Yeah, thanks for the conversation. Yes, I mean, it's, it's just completely heartwarming to hear that our senior leaders are trying to uh, find ways to engage with the least common denominator as mm-hmm. they join the Air Force yes. and go in there and make uh, the right side of that equation as big as it possibly can be. So so thank you again for your service. Yes, thank sir. you for 22 you. years. And we're really excited to see the future of the Air Force, especially as they're being groomed and mentored by people like you. Yes, so sir. thank you. Thank you. All right. So this is Brian from Phoenix Spark, and I'm joined here by Jamal, one of our students in the Spark Boot Camp. Uh, Jamal, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about where you're from. Uh, I'm from the 60MXS Air Repair Shop, so uh, aircraft maintenance. Awesome. And uh, how long have you been stationed here? I've been here for three years now. Awesome. And in the Air Force, same? Four years. Four years? Okay, perfect. Um, so you're coming to us from maintenance. And uh, how did you find out about this boot camp? Uh, so I uh, follow Phoenix Park on Instagram, and I was scrolling one day, and I just... Um, saw that you guys were offering uh, a boot camp to learn about uh, 3D printing and programming. And I just like hopped on an opportunity pretty, uh, as, as soon as I saw it. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you out there, uh, that's at Phoenix Spark Travis. If you want to find out more information about uh, different boot camps and learning opportunities that we have like Jamal did. Um, so 
you you saw it on Instagram. It came out. You reached out to a member of our team, got signed up for it. Um, what were your expectations coming in here? So uh, when I initially saw the um, the ad, I I was discouraged a little bit because I was like, oh man, I don't know anything. But then um, after talking um, to you guys on Instagram, uh, he's like, no, don't be scared. You know, it's, we're gonna teach you how to do everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, Throughout this week, you know, I've learned so much and I feel more confident with uh, 3D printing and programming. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so were you hoping to get a little bit more of one over the other or were you open-minded? What was your thought process coming in here? What were your expectations? So initially, I was more attracted to the programming side. Mm-hmm. But then once I found out about the 3D printing, I, you know, I fell in love with it too. So I mutually both. Yeah, yeah. End. Okay. So what what was your exposure to either one of those platforms previously to coming into this boot camp? So for our listeners, we went over uh, additive and subtractive manufacturing or 3D printing for two days. And then we followed that up with two days of programming and we specifically focused on the Python programming language. What's your exposure to either one of those prior to starting the boot camp? Um, so I had no experience with uh, 3D printing or um, Python programming before i had a little bit of html but you know not enough to where i could you know uh create an app or a website Mm -hmm. all right and uh uh, for your skills we'll start off with the um 3d printing portfolio uh now leaving the boot camp talk to us about some of the stuff that you learned and and what you're gonna be able to bring back to your unit so um we learned about so utilizing um past technology to into incorporating into um 3d printing now so, like, taking an Xbox uh, Kinect and being able to scan an object and upload it to a computer and create a 3D print of that. So, that's something I didn't know was possible. Mm. Um, and now I know that you basically recreate anything using the 3D printing software. So, um, like a, a bracket for a toolbox, you could create <laughs> on the program and print it out without having to buy an extra part. You just replace it as, you know, as often as you want. Yeah, yeah. So, um and then and on the programming side of the house, uh, talk to us about some skills that you learned in there and how you think that that could benefit you uh, back where you work at in maintenance. Learning the, the backside of a program, like the basics of like being able to create a program to search for a specific thing, that would like definitely help. So you want to search for a part on the internet and you can't find it. Um, so you could program something to where it would just like put in like screw, like, like screw it and it'll just show you all the information about the screw that you want. Mm-hmm. So incorporating something like that would you know, very be helpful be helpful to maintenance uh, career field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, for either one of those, I mean, when when I know I first heard about three D printing something and going in and creating the model in software and porting that over and taking it over to a three D printer and learning about you know PLA and um, you know even even. Uh, some guys that hear programming and they think, man, thank God there's people out there that know how to do that because I wouldn't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. What are your thoughts on that? Did you, where did you come from? Were you um, have that same apprehensions? And then did this boot camp change your mind at all in either one of those two portfolios? So I initially thought that I, you know, oh man, I, I, I don't know how these guys do that. I want to be able to learn it. But then when you actually just like, immerse yourself into it and just take the chance you actually realize that you know this is something that anybody can learn anybody can be innovative and learn this program and create what they have in their mind Mm -hmm. yeah and that was a that was the point of this boot camp was um that we wanted to decrease the barrier to entry 
for airmen to be able to go and innovate at the speed of which that they, they can think of the things that they want to innovate, right? So a lot of times we have really good ideas, but we have no way of, of bringing them to fruition because we don't know where to start. You know, if I want to go and build a program or have something do something as you're describing about, um, I want to be able to input a screw and then go and see like where that is, uh, uh, something, something as easy as that. And we think like, man, hopefully somebody comes up with that one day. But now we have just a little bit of knowledge that makes us lethal and we can go and try and come up with something at a very small scale ourselves and then go out and see what other resources are available to uh, scale it to the rest of our uh, Air Force and brothers and sisters out there. Well, we really appreciate you taking time out, Jamal. Uh, you've been an awesome student this week, man. We're excited to see what you go back and create, not only 3D printing, but uh, I know that um, you've been a great programming student. So, you know, this is the future of our Air Force right here. And Jamal is an owner in this Air Force and he's going to make it his own. And I'm just happy that I'm able to go and be a part of it. And I'm excited to see what you make on the other end, brother. So thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming out here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Airmen, we look forward to you joining the Spark Revolution. Visit our website at travisspark.org and check out what we're up to on our Instagram at Travis. Hit the follow button and we'll catch you on the next episode.